Welcome to KC Corner, episode 38. We're back in person. Yay. <laughs> You're out of quarantine. Yes, exactly. I love it. And you know, it's always better in person. I love technology that we could do it in at a distance, but uh, it is always better to see your smiling, happy <laughs> mug, Brooksy. Oh yeah, in this early morning, yeah, way way better. Exactly, it goes, it goes way better. Way for better sure. for sure. <laughs> Except next week, you're going to be in New York, right? Exactly. Next week, Lord willing, um, heading out on Monday for a couple of days in upstate New York. I was supposed to go right before uh, this COVID diagnosis. I was supposed to go the first week in October. Uh, I'm going to go up and see my sister, and we're going to spend a couple of days at our family cottage before. It's not. It's not winterized, so mm-hmm. this is like like the last couple of weeks you could be there. It's automized, before. exactly. It's automized. I like that. I'm gonna use that. That's good, Brooks. So it does have a little gas uh, heater, and and uh, I'm sure we'll be cranking that thing up. I think the high is gonna be like 57 or something like that. So it's not so terribly cold. So are the leaves changed up there? Yeah, or? they've changed. It's probably past peak, but you know they're still on the trees. And it's funny because uh, I'm colorblind, and actually, so is my sister. So. You know, we won't really know what color the trees are. You know, we can tell that <laughs> they're, they're different. Old brown. Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're, you know, we think I'm like, is that red? No, it's brown. It's, it's, so <laughs> is that you know whatever? But it's uh, but it is kind of cool. When's the last time you saw fall? Uh, it's been a while. It's I think we 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 went and saw our friend Curtis up in Chicago a couple of years ago for the Cubs World Series. Yeah, and there was some leaf changing going on. There. Yeah, that's a been not a whole lot ago. going. Not a whole lot in Florida though. No, and you know I think that's one of the things I miss the most. Even though this time of year it starts gets cooler and everybody gets happy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, cooler like eighty three. Yeah, you know <laughs> I, I, it's it's crazy, Brooks. I went by a uh, Whole Foods yesterday. Um, I did not go in it by okay. the way. You I went drove by, right I, past. Exactly, it. I went right by and. Uh, they were selling firewood, and I looked at seems my, aggressive. Yeah, it seems aggressive. I'm like, wow, it's like 90 degrees out. You know, it's like <laughs> the calendar says it's fall, so let's put out some firewood. It just yeah. cracked me you up. Have to, you have to wait. It's usually like post Christmas is when it actually is cold enough to do yeah, that for a it's month. so true. It's uh, and I love it when it gets cold here. But anyway, I wish the leaves changed. But there is something magical, and it's interesting. The people I talk to uh, who live up there. I always think fall is like the favorite football comes around, the leaves change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's it's a lot of beautiful, cool things. But for them, it's just a reminder that a long, cold winter is coming. And so... It's very the, very dark of them to think that. Yeah, it <laughs> You really just is. live in the moment. It's I'm nice a, come out. On, it's like 60 it. degrees, exactly. 50 degrees. Come on. Yeah, don't just worry about what's coming. There's <laughs> Cl- some kind classic of Classic Buffalonians. Okay, well, listen, remember... <laughs> I was born in Buffalo. This is way far from Buffalo, closer to Syracuse. Uh, there's the Adirondacks up there. There's the Finger Lakes. Uh, I love my Buffalo, but I'm glad I didn't grow up there. Buffalo's more flat, and this is much more hilly. Okay. And there's mountainous parts of New York, too. So, all right, I think we got to get going here. We, we're Bill's lost time. last night. Oh, so we'll skip man. right over that. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> what you meant Tuesday. to say last week, and hopefully... Last time we have to do a video for a while. I hope so. You know, <laughs> and a shout out to JP. I mean, just what a great job he does uh, every week putting those things together. I mean, putting you just, you know, when we run and we do our uh, streaming, uh, you know, thank you, Brooks. I know that you and Caleb are a huge part of that as well. But to be able to come over and, and film that and then be able to edit it the way we needed to and mm-hmm. add in the points and the scripture 
was great. And uh, and before you get into it, also the people I saw or heard a couple people talking about after church. The big silver thing was a mic, and it has a big <laughs> ring on it, and it's our mic that we record Casey Corner exactly. with. Exactly. The week before he had the black, nice, clean looking one. This week was the bulky one, and it, so I had the black one because exa- I did it last week. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, people were like, "What is that? Thing? It's a microphone?" You know. So uh, anyway, but I'm glad we were able to do it. And uh, hey, what I meant to say, you know, we. Are in this series, um, our rock through the ages. We're trying to find Jesus as He's beautifully portrayed throughout Scripture, and we get to this Babel uh, Tower of Babel story, and it's a pretty incredible story. And I think it resonates so much with us, especially I think with me, because the American dream resonates so much with me. And you know, they seemingly have good desires. Uh, they, you know, hey, let's let's stop here. This is a cool place, and. Uh, the Valley of Shinar, and let's let's uh, let's build ourselves a city. And really, where the whole story goes awry is that that everything was for themselves. Let's build ourselves a name. Let's build ourselves uh, a city. Let's build ourselves a tower to heaven. And it was people who said, you know what? Let's do it our way instead of doing it God's way. And let's instead of uh, responding to God's call, let's just say, forget that. You know, let's carve out life the way we want it to be. And um, I I feel like uh, that resonates so deeply with all of us, but God has never created us for the American dream or what I call the Babylonian dream. Uh, He's created us to be a part of his family, his kingdom, to receive his name. And so really what I had hoped to say uh, last week was, you know, who are we living for? And, And what is, what's the marked, uh, uh, you know, distinction of our life? Is it really, are we really marked out for the kingdom of God or are we just trying to do it on our own? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, and we're going to get into it a little bit after too about the election, but during an election year, I think it's, uh, you know, a little bit more at the front of, you know, you want the president that you think is best to make your life better and kind of all going into your American dream to make your life better and realizing, and I know we talked about with David Outing, like being a Christian first, and I forget the term he used, it was so good, but being yeah. a Christian first before being an American. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, uh, you know, it, it's hard for us because America is kind of the quote unquote promised land of our day, you mm-hmm. know, and and uh, it's hard for us to look for a city that's yet to come, which mm-hmm. The writer of Hebrew talks about, you know, the, those who went before us, they, they were longing, they were sojourning on this earth looking for more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, we're not going to find it in the election. We're going to find it in our great God. That's so right. that's, that's, that's really good. So, that's right. So what do we have to look forward to this week? Now, this week is uh, Abraham. Uh, Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had Father <laughs> Abraham. I am one of them and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Um you know, Abraham, great story. Uh, you know, it's when you think of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that first patriarch, and uh, so much of history is tied to him. And really what we want to look at this week is the, the, the promises that God has for Abraham um, are so, it's like it outpunts the coverage. It's so <laughs> far from the reality of his life. I mean, he is an old dude who's barren, and God is going to promise a multitude of descendants. It's mm-hmm. like, seriously, God, give me one. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not asking for multitudes here. I don't want to yeah. necessarily be the father <laughs> I'm old, of nations. I don't have that energy. <laughs> I, exactly, exactly. I, I just want one. 
And, uh, you know, the story of Abraham, he tries to figure it out with his wife and do it their way as well. And it doesn't work out well. But um, we're going to see the promise of a seed. And we've looked at that a little bit. And, you know, we're going to know where that seed is ultimately going to come. But a promise of a seed that's going to bless all nations. And uh, that, that a pretty cool promise to Abraham. Hey, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a descendant and and through your descendants, everybody's going to be blessed. It's like, whoa, you know, it's like uh, uh, God saying, hey, I'm going to give you a a son or a daughter and it's going to be a real blessing. But how about the whole world being blessed? Because Mm -hmm. that's, again, the difference between where Abraham found himself and God's promises, there was like huge difference between his reality and God's promises. How do we live with that? And Mm -hmm. how do we live... Sometimes it seems like God promises so much and sometimes it feels like he delivers so little, you know, when you're broken and you're sad and, you know, something's going on in life and you're crying out, where are you, God? Uh, sometimes those promises seem so far away or, or just fantasy and, but they're real and they're true because of our God, a God who's outside of time and they're going to come in his timing. And uh, again, Abraham will never fully realize the fullness of that promise, um, because that promise ultimately is Jesus, you know, it's going to be thousands of years before that, but he's still going to give them an Isaac. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, so we're going to look at that and kind of my hope is for this Sunday is I think everybody can, can relate to the fact that, you know, you, you sometimes come to God's presence and you feel like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm so empty. I'm so broken. I'm so needy. And you've promised so much, you know, how, how do I live between, the gap of, of that reality of your, uh, my, my situation and your promises. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, um, kind of going through our rock through the ages, going through the old Testament, um, stories that you kind of read, read about as a kid and learned about for me at a Christian school, but now kind of looking at it more, applying it to your life today, I think it's been really fun and, uh, look forward to doing it the rest of the, uh, the sermon series. Oh, that's well. awesome, Brooks. That's really good to hear. And I think, Again, I think the stories in and of themselves are often entertaining and mm-hmm. they often have some pretty cool like messages in them. But when they get energized with the gospel, when we see how they point to Jesus, how he fulfills them, they get energized in our life. They, mm-hmm. they become more than just a, a story that we read. It's something that is applying to our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets really cool. So let me, let me use that as a segue. You know, I'm is I'm reading through scripture right now, I'm in a, in a section where I'm really loving it. And let me go on record and say here on KC Corner, I love reading through the Bible. Right to your right is going to be, a, there's a Bible there. It's a new Bible that I already have teed up for next year. And, you know, <laughs> it's on year, deck. Uh, it's on deck. Every <laughs> year I buy a new one and I really enjoy going through it. And, you know, back on that shelf, you'll see some books that I have, uh, some three ring binders that I've over the years taken notes as I've read through scripture and I've broken them down into different parts of the Bible. And, you know, but there's parts of the Bible that are hard to read through. I mean, some parts you like snoozeville or, or, or <laughs> well, they're <just> sad. <laughs> exactly. Or sad or confusing or you did, they did reveal things Long about. Long list of lineages. And uh, yeah. All sorts of things. They, they, and, and, and some things they're like, okay. But you know, even those lineages, you think about the fact that God wants to talk about a seed that will come. But let me get to the point and say that I'm right now in a place that I'm just loving. I'm, I'm reading through Second Samuel and David and his life after that Bathsheba fall. His so messed up, and uh, but God's grace is still there, and I'm really enjoying that story. I love that, and I'm I'm 
in the book of Hosea, and Hosea is a prophet that, again, it's, it's a very much the language of marriage, and God's people have committed adultery. They've sinned against God, and yet God keeps loving them. And, you know, I am just finished up Romans, which is incredible, and I'm in 1 Corinthians, which I'm really enjoying. But I'm also in Isaiah, and Isaiah is an incredible prophet that is going to tell us so much about the coming Messiah, Jesus. It's going to tell us about a suffering servant. But the one thing I want to say this morning here on Casey uh, Corner is that it's it's startling to see that God calls this guy named Cyrus, this Persian king, um, he calls him, God calls him in scripture, his anointed, uh, his servant. Um, and you think, well, wait a minute, this guy isn't a Jewish king. This guy isn't one of God's people. How can this guy be his servant? And, you know, God's going to use him to help uh, get God's people out of the Babylonian captivity. And he's going to promise it hundreds of years. He gives the name. That's really cool prophecy. The name Cyrus is given way before he <laughs> appears. You know, it's not like there'll be some king that'll be raised up. It says this guy's name is Cyrus. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so he comes along and, uh, um, and for me, it just is like, wow, God's plan includes people who never acknowledge him or who worship false gods. And, um, you know, God's plan, because he's sovereign over everything, um, isn't just for God's people. It's for the entire world. And mm -hmm. it helps me during this election year and during this pandemic year, this year where so many things, 2020, I mean, what a, a crazy year this has been. And oftentimes it's in the midst of these times where you really wonder, where are you, God? And what are you doing? And what happens? You start playing the what if, you know, what if this guy gets elected? Or what if that person, uh, that happens? You know, what What if this goes this way? What's going to happen? And you realize, hey, God's plan is going to unfold. Mm -hmm. And do we trust it? And again, Brooks, I'm, I'm about to uh, have a birthday and I'm not going to tell you what the odometer <laughs> reading's here. But I got a few more clicks on the odometer than you do. But I think uh, over time, you just have to more and more realize, am I walking by faith? Do I really trust that God's uh, plan is unfolding and it's good? As God's Lord will tell us that the Lord is good and he does good. And so we can trust him. And you get these cool little stories like out of the prophet Isaiah that if you pay attention, you realize, wait a minute, God's word just called this guy Cyrus, uh, you know, this Persian king, <laughs> my servant, you know, that's pretty amazing. And it goes back to the book of Genesis where the Pharaoh was used to accomplish God's uh, plan as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's important to remember that his plan isn't just for believers, just Christians, because it's not because of us or anything we do, nothing that we can boast about that, you know, good things that we did. It involves everyone. It um, does involve everybody. Yet at the same time, we are his ambassadors. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there is a sense where it does depend on us as far as he wants us to be the light of the world. He wants us to move in, you know, shine. I think I talked about this last week's sermon, you know, for us to bring light in the darkness and order in the chaos and beauty into the void. I mean, he wants us to do that as mm -hmm. his people. But as you said, it's not just us. It's for the whole world. Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. Good stuff. Seems like a good place to wrap. Yeah, Anything good else? stuff. Any other updates for 
King's Chapel kind of going forward, I know, <laughs> had the family connection things pushed back and everything like that. So Yeah, that's pushed back to early November. We're gonna we're planning on getting our 30-somethings uh, small group cranked up this Friday. Uh, so slowly come back. Uh, this Sunday I'll be back in the pulpit. So, you know, I, I'm excited. I hope that people start coming back. You know, we... <laughs> We had a good crowd uh, the last couple of weeks. More people watched online, which I understand. And uh, so, and how about the Tampa Bay Rays, bro? I know they're looking good. One win Tampa away. Tampa Bay, title Tampa town. Tampa Bay, title <laughs> town. Tampa. That's awesome. <laughs> but it was great being with you this morning, Brooksy. Thank you so much. See you guys Sunday.